I am recording my story because, um, hmm, actually that's a very good question. Uh, I've no desire to draw attention to myself. No, no, it's not my family's style. In any case, it is doubtful anyone will be interested in what I'm about to tell you. Uh, dismissing my story as being the product of an overactive imagination. Um, and yet, well, fact can be stranger than fiction. Be that as it may, I guess I'm recording my story as a marker. I've been here, I've lived here, and I'm not sure what is next. Or maybe there is so much uncertainty swirling about me this evening that it's cathartic to set down some facts. Who knows? Well, who cares? Let it just be my footprint in the sands of time. I've been brought up as an only child in a small town in the Scottish lowlands. I'm leaving that vague on purpose, as indeed as to what I'm called. My per parents' surname is Jones, though I suspect that was simply chosen by them as it is innocuous. Help them blend in inconspicuously. You know, um, like uh, Ford Prefect in the book Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> That's a fun read. Somehow rings true. Anyway, anyway, Mum and Dad, or Ma and Pa as I affectionately call them, simply call me AJ. It's more of a family nickname, but I accepted the initials as my real name. Everyone calls me AJ, uh, more to rebel than anything else, I decided the A stood for Arbuthnot. Makes me uh, sound different, important, you know, stand out. Hmm. A flight of fantasy on my own part, I guess. Uh, now, my parents, oh yes, my parents don't work. Uh, actually, come to think of it, I have no idea that they ever did. They hardly ever go out, have no friends, and I have no recollection of a relative visiting. They're weirdly shy. Not that they have any enemies, no, 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 exactly the opposite. They are polite, welcoming to all callers. So I often wonder what few visitors we do have think of our reclusive lifestyle. Likewise, I am encouraged by my parents to enjoy my own company. Being self-reliant, they tell me, is a survival technique in uncertain times, and inevitably, yes, I'm homeschooled. But more about that in a moment. If I'm asked what interests my family, I can only come up with two answers. The first is, <laughs> the first is, we are world-class daydreamers. No, 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 I'm actually being serious. Ma and Pa especially sit for hours on end as though waiting for something to happen. Uh, I've come to the conclusion they live in the future and the present for them is already in the past. <laughs> uh, well, no, having said that, it sounds daft. And yet, well, that's the impression I get. Hang on. How silly of me. I'm using the wrong word for our number one activity. It's not daydreaming. It's actually night dreaming. You see... While you probably, yeah, you probably while away the end of the day, do I guess, reading, watching TV or chilling to music in the radio. No, 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 we have no such interests. Instead of the in the evenings, my parents sit in extendable garden chairs and look up into the sky in the garden. A nocturnal vigil, even on cloudy nights. I once asked them why, and Pa simply said, we're, um, we're watching. Uh, I didn't find that much help. 
but did not seek clarification as, well, uh, do you know what? After a while, I too have found sky-gazing amazingly relaxing. You should try it sometime. For, for one birthday, my parents bought me membership of the Cloud Appreciation Society, which added a new dimension to our sky-searching vigils. And I guess if you're listening to this, I bet you have concluded my parents are bonkers, cruel. They've deprived me of external stimulation. But no, 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 you couldn't be more wrong. I have no complaints. In fact, exactly the opposite. Ma and Pa are stimulating, which brings me to our second interest. Now, to, to, to set the scene, you ha need to understand that Mum teaches me the educational basic, basics of uh, up to university level. Uh, what she terms, what you need to live here. While Dad tutors me on subjects such as, uh, let me see, uh, anti-gravity theorems, uh, particle and electromagnetic physics, robotic medicine using nanotechnology, navigation for intergalactic exploration, uh, robotic process automation, and, well, so much more. <laughs> the three of us even spent a few evenings last week building our own edge computer. It, it worked wonderfully. Oh. <clears throat> well, though Dad scoffed at it and said it belonged in a museum. <clears throat> All of which helps explain my family's second interest. You see, they love inventing things, and, well, I've inherited the same fascination. We built a working model of a Hyperloop train that proved that G. Wi-Fi works. Uh, designed our own Metaskin invisibility clothes. <laughs> that was a real laugh. <laughs> oh, and then there was air ink to soak up pollution. Uh, once each project was completed, sadly, well, Ma and Pa destroyed all they had done. It seemed criminal. Well, what a waste. I challenged them once on the basis that so many people would benefit from our ideas. Pa simply replied that it's everything in its own time, that time is yet to come. However, there was one exception. You see, what really inspired Pa was simplicity. The idea he was proud of most was the gravity-powered lamp we designed together. It involves simply a bag filled with sand. The weight is lifted up by pulling on a cord attached to the bag, such as in the grandfather clock. The energy of the weight is converted into kinetic energy. Thanks to him, uh, well, and thanks to Ma and Pa, uh, Ma and myself, our gravity-powered lamps are improving the quality of life in third-world countries, lacking access to reliable electricity. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> you can actually buy our lamps. Uh, you see, Pa was so proud of our idea that he posted the design on the internet and within days scores of people were claiming it was their invention and grabbing the royalties. But why didn't Ma uh, and Pa and me get the credit? I asked why they hadn't patented the idea and made us rich. <coughs> uh, well, take pride, son, in the beauty of simplicity. He told me, we, we have created something 
radically improve lives long after we have left. Oh, but Pa, Pa, nothing, son. Who invents something of true value is not as important as who helps. It helps. My only regret is that I didn't invent the wind-up radio. <laughs> it annoys me that someone came up with that idea before me. <laughs> well, never mind. Never mind. But I digress. My story is drifting, so let me get back to my own life. Believe me, homeschooling isn't an easy option with parents like mine. No. As I lead such a cloistered existence, I thought such subjects as string theory and creating gravity lights were part of the normal curriculum. But on the rare occasion the boy next door came round to play, he looked at me in bewilderment when I told him about, say, well, uh, my quantum mechanics homework. Hmm. He thought I was joking. So I quickly learned to, to talk about safer things, like music, football and, well, girls. And yes, as the years slipped by, girls inevitably came a greater fascination. And before you think negative things about Ma and Pa, they never discouraged me from having friends. They were both supportive and protective. Uh, well, uh, what I mean by that is they have always encouraged me to go out exploring, climbing trees, building dens. The only proviso is that I have to come home immediately if I hurt myself. Hmm. It's the same, same tone they take with girlfriends. They never mention sex well, and the need for protection. I simply assume that is because they trust me, as I've studied biology and reproduction medicine up to doctorate level. Instead, Pa just repeats the usual mundane warning. <coughs> Skin cuts are dangerous. Come home immediately. <laughs> you know, I... I actually find these pleas farcical. <laughs> Why on earth did it matter? But I kept my bewilderment to myself, as I respect Ma and Pa. A bit of eccentricity that made them, well, you know, interesting. Which almost brings me up to date. You see, two significant things happened within the last few days. For the first time in my life, Ma and Pa have become Agitated. Uh, they're not prone to excitement and rarely show any emotion. And yet, two days ago, they became like people on a mission. Not sure what they were actually doing, but they scuttled around the house, making changes, talking a lot in whispers, and moving things. Most extraordinary of all, they had stopped their nightly stargazing. The other thing that happened is that I was out with Ruth yesterday. Oh, that, that's my girlfriend from down the village. Uh, we had gone for a summer stroll in Lakey Meadow Wood. Uh, OK, OK, come on, I admit it, I was trying to be romantic. Anyway, we saw a beautiful wild rose. Oh, it's pure red. Uh, picked it for her and I scratched the back of my hand on a bramble. Nothing serious, but some blood dribbled onto the ground before I could put pressure on the broken skin. Ruth suddenly pointed to the ground in excitement. There was a beautiful yellow flower, the like of which neither of us ever seen before. She swore it was not there moments ago, and she picked it up and put it in her hair. Oh, she looked radiant as though her hair had become a shimmer of rainbow colours. 
Then she kissed me. Uh, never been kissed by a girl before. It was magical. I, I, to be truthful, I was in a bit of a haze after that. Memory, you know, a bit foggy. But I recall she was determined the flower sprung up where my blood had dripped on the ground. Oh, come on. I laughed it off. Yes, the idea. Uh, stupid. And we wend our way home, arm in arm. It had been a beautiful outing. Best ever. When I got home, I told Mum and Dad uh, what happened, and they stopped, dead, in their tracks. They exchanged shocked glances, and we sat down together. They quizzed me about the flower, what had happened to it, and whether I could get it back. I said, no way, it was a gift to Ruth. They sat in deep silence in thought for a while, and then told me it was bad news. Ruth would uh, boast about her flower. People would come calling on us. I couldn't understand why they were so concerned. Why was such a lovely flower so bad? They mumbled things about us all becoming lab rats if word got out. Though yeah, I think I must have uh, misheard that bit. After a while, sitting in silence, they said what was done was done and could not be undone. They stressed speed was now imperative, and they put the matter aside and carried on bustling around the house. You know, I cannot make head or tail of it, especially as they refused to answer any further questions on the pretext of being too busy. That conversation about the flower took place this afternoon. They said we were leaving. When I asked where to, they just said, Home. I pointed out that we were home, but they made no response. I asked if we were leaving, if we were leaving, why weren't we packing up our possessions? Pa's response was, We came with nothing. We go with nothing. I will not deny I'm a little scared this evening. I have been staying out of the way, and so to pass the time, I've been making this recording. I'll put it in an envelope addressed to Ruth, but I guess it's for anyone who finds it. Uh, well, hopefully I'll be back soon from wherever we're going, in which case I can reclaim it and avoid making a fool of myself. Right, anyway, must go. Um, Mum and Dad are calling. Look, I'll, I'll end this tape. Uh, do you know what? It, I have to say this. It's so strange, though. There's a sort of a eerie light all around outside. Uh, probably just the northern lights. Sometimes you can see them this far south, but but uh, there's also a hum. <laughs> Must be my imagination. Okay, Ma. Okay, Pa. I'm on my way now.